emotions in childhood and beyond. Based on scientific research. Everything in this book draws on scientific research related to happiness. Much of this research comes from the new field of positive psychology. Social scientists used to focus solely on why people in society fall short, what makes depressed people so sad, what constitutes autism, why some cultures are racist and others harbor violent class conflict. Generally speaking, the aim of traditional social science is to understand dysfunction and relieve suffering. But in the last few years, social scientists across disciplines have turned their attention to the reverse. What makes happy people happy? Functional families functional. Instead of trying to get something negative back to neutral, to get a depressed person functioning, perhaps. This science is about how parents and children can be happier, no matter where we are starting from. As a sociologist and the executive director of the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California, Berkeley, I've made it my business to make the psychology, sociology, and neuroscience of raising happy children approachable to real people. That said, this book is also about me and my family, I have two daughters, Molly, age six, and Fiona, age eight. I'm not married to their father, Mike, anymore, but he and I work hard at being a great co-parenting team. My parents, the kids call them Noni and Dadu, are part of our daily lives. So this book represents the intersection of my brain and my heart, my intellectual training in the social sciences, and my very real, sometimes raw, experiences as a mother struggling daily to put the science into practice. It is never too early or too late to listen to this book. Happiness is a continuous creative activity. Baba Amte. This is not a book targeted to children of a specific age because children and adults of all ages benefit from practices that are scientifically proven to contribute to human happiness. Raising happiness is about setting up your children to thrive, and you don't have to be a parent to listen to this book. Think of all the people who care about kids, teachers, grandparents, healthcare providers, aunts and uncles, librarians, babysitters, the list goes on and on. Some of them spend a lot of time with our children each day. These people also contribute a lot to our kids' happiness skills. This is a book for all of us to listen to during pregnancy, and keep handy through our kids' adolescence. Why? According to a series of studies commissioned by the Lucille Packard Foundation for Children's Health, only about half of parents rate their children's overall emotional and behavioral health as excellent, and 67% worry that their teens are too stressed. But according to the same studies, the well-being of children is more important to adults than just about anything else, Healthcare, the well-being of seniors, the cost of living, terrorism, and the war in Iraq. More than two-thirds of adults say they are extremely concerned about the well-being of children, and this concern cuts across gender, income, ethnicity, age, and political affiliation. We have reason to be concerned. Nearly a third of high school students have reported feeling sad or hopeless almost every day for two or more weeks in a row. Persistent sadness and hopelessness are predictors of clinical depression, 
and depression in youth is linked to anxiety disorders, suicidal behavior, obesity, and deficits in social functioning. Depressed youth are also much more likely to use drugs or alcohol, drop out of school, and engage in promiscuous sexual activities. The good news is that happiness is a skill that we can teach our children. The new science of positive emotions shows that this seemingly crazy idea is, in fact, true. What we say and do with our children is far more important in determining their success and happiness than any God-given talent or innate disposition. For example, when pregnant, mothers who are anxious or stressed during pregnancy can hardwire their children to be anxious and fearful. Stress can damage unborn babies' nervous systems in a way that affects their ability to calm themselves and focus their attention. The good news? Almost no hardwiring is permanent in a baby.